Thank you for joining this pretty mystic vibe. The intention here is to encourage, uplift, and inspire us to look our best, feel our best, own our power, so that we can be our best. So join me, your divine sister, Pretty Priestess. Thank you for coming to this share. What's going on, family? Peace and light, peace and love. Thank you for joining me on this pretty mystic vibe on this beautiful moon day. So it looks like it's supposed to be snowing again. Welcome to winter. Welcome to February. So getting prepared for that. And you know it's going to show up in a big and powerful way. Living up north. I am in Pittsburgh where it is freezing ass cold. And I want to ask something too. If anybody has noticed that like all of the doctor's offices are closed and everything. Like it's hard to get a damn doctor's appointment. And that's not making any sense in, in light of the pandemic and everything going on. And everyone needing these um vaccinations it when um for those people that are interested in getting the vaccinations like you would think that they would want to get that from their pcps because they trust their pcps instead of the guy down at the cvs or um the the guy at the local pharmacy or any of the other places that they're just distributing these uh you go right on down to the walmart and get vaccinated and that just I, I don't know that seems a little bit backwards to me and then the doctors are seeing you by um zoom and it's you know i don't know it's just i don't know maybe there's some things that i don't know about and i don't know all the details but it just don't make sense to me like that's a what the hell right there so it just makes you want to spend on that but i'm not going to put too much thought on it because i really don't care enough to really put some thought into it but if this is something that concerns you that might be something you want to look into for real for real i don't know what the hell's going on out here but i know that this uh coronavirus situation you know it's um uh it's deep to say <laughs> to say the less but uh you know we get through it though we get through it in a big way so peace and light everybody peace and love um Wanted to talk about this Mercury retrograde that's going on right about now. So apparently Mercury is in Aquarius and Aquarius is all about that mental energy. So Mercury and Aquarius is really um, closely associated. I heard somebody say that Mercury uh, rules Aquarius as well. You know, my, my understanding, I don't know, it feels more like Gemini, but yeah, I mean, whatever, you know, it's still a part of that air energy. So I can rock with that definitely but it's definitely about the thoughts reviewing your thoughts retrograde is a time where you get to um relax and review and this is really a time to do that and there's so many people that are afraid of that mercury retrograde saying that this is a time to not sign contracts and to not get into any agreements and watch all of your technology and while all of that stuff may be very true 
Um, it's been my experience because I've been taught this too. And then I tested it out and actually it's really, um, been something that I look forward to, especially when it's a time for signing contracts and, um, taking care of paperwork is this mercury retrograde. I actually prefer to do it up under a retrograde because, um, that gives that a time for you to go back and review it again. So when you sign those contracts up under retrogrades, not only does it like make it like really solidified, but you get to go back and kind of review the terms and it gives you an opportunity to kind of fine tune some of that, um, some of the terms that you came up with. So that's definitely, um, something to consider when dealing with that mercury retrograde and giving it just a whole nother, um, perspective of, of how to deal with that Mercury retrograde. For me, I use that as a way for me to kind of reflect how I'm communicating and how I'm coming off to people. I really got to check myself because I'm one of those people. I get into those spaces where my energy gets low and I start doubting myself. And so as a remedy, I really got to like hype myself up and everything, but it comes off as arrogance to other people. So I really got to be sensitive to um, how I'm expressing my energy so that I can really deliver that desired result. And so this right now is really a time to really consider like how you've been communicating. If you're in a relationship with a significant other, like how that exchange is going down and also like how you interact with your friends, your family, your colleagues, and all of those other people just really, um, think about that and how, how are you showing up in this world and how are you expressing yourself during this time? Um, or just period overall and during this time is a time to really examine like how you've been operating, how you've been rolling and how you show up in this world. So definitely Mercury retrograde is a really powerful time. I encourage that. It looks like damn near all the planets is in, um, as in um, Aquarius right about now. So that is so damn gangster right about now. And like I said, it's all about that mental capacity. And we talked about that mentalism before. And um, this is really, really the time right here to really mind your thoughts and stay in your highest vibration family because it is going down. Keep your eyes open for opportunities for success, opportunities to rise. We're still doing that work with that Jupiter energy on Thursdays, reparations for the people. Let's get it, family. Keep your eyes open. No one's going to hand you anything. You must work with the energy for it to be most effective. So let's get it cracking, my loves. Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. I wanted to talk about one thing, but I ain't even ready for that. But hold up. Let me tell you about that salt again. If I don't, if I, if I, I know that I've been really beating the whole salt thing to death and everything, but this salt has really been a blessing for me, especially during these times. And this is really a good time, especially, um, during this retrograde, retrograde time to really, get grounded and really start to um, be reflective, right? And that salt is definitely going to help do it. Now, we talked about that bath where you're really loving on yourself and everything, but what that really does, what that salt does, it works to clear out 
that energy within the root chakra that's blocking you from getting to um, wherever it is that you're trying to go, whatever your desired results are. If you're, you're having struggles with confidence, if you're having struggles with um, feeling a little bit of joy, a little bit of peace, whatever it is that's going on right now, I've just been feeling some type of way and just like, I, I, I don't know, just kind of disconnected and everything. And I just... And, and, and scattered and, you know, and tired and just a little bit of everything in a range. And I really couldn't get a hold of what that was. And then I noticed that my energy was like going all the way up. So it was such to where I really had to go through a lot of changes of getting grounded and ground, getting grounded was even starting to become a challenge for me, which I thought that I had overcome that obstacle. Apparently not. And so this salt has really helped me to get into a space of being grounded and really, um, clearing out a lot of those things that were, that was holding me back, um, from really getting into that space that I want to be at. And I've been feeling so much better, so cleansed, so renewed and everything. So I just really want to encourage everybody get with that daggone salt, man. That salt has been really, really coming through. Let me see. Do y'all know anything about this particular tune right here? Ho, ho, ho. Let's see. about y'all but I am feeling that jam right there I like that vibe on that you know it's just encouraging it's cool it's laid back it's like laying outside on a breezy summer day watching the clouds move you know it's just that type of vibe and I, I'm, I'm feeling that and I like that and I rocks with that and even though 1970 was quite before my time I still like to go back and dip just a little bit into the culture and see how they got down at that particular time and what they was up to and I definitely got in there and noticed that they had some fashion trends that I just really like. I just really dig that whole 70s vibe, the colors, you know, of course, those bell bottoms that was out. I'm still one of those cats. I rocks those bell bottoms. And even though um, the skinny jean is the thing to be um, rocking right about now, I will still pull out those bell bottoms and rock with them. And I still see folks rocking them, you know, it's just not a thing like it was um, when I was coming up in the 80s, if you were caught on the scene with a pair of bell bottoms on, you were clowned immediately. And so now it's a time where you can kind of bring a little bit more 
um, of an eclectic wardrobe to the scene and just really um, express like the different decades and how they showed up in different ways. And that's really also got me on that whole scarf tip, right? So I'm peeping some pictures of my grandma and looking through and those 1970s swag and everything just really ignited my love for scarves. And then I've been watching um, some YouTube videos um, on how to really get these scarves on point and everything. I just got kind of intrigued with scarves. And then... You know, I'm with the soul group and they talking about, you know, how it's a good idea to get you some silk scarves on deck and all of this. And I'm like, man, this scarf thing is just like showing up in a big way. And it's getting real for me, y'all. It is getting so, so real for me. I'm feeling it. If ain't nobody else is, I don't care because it is all about how I'm feeling. And I tell you, it makes me feel a little fancy, a little special. It's like I'm adding a little something different that's set apart and I can put on the dollars. And this is something else that I'm learning because see, I want y'all to realize one thing, you know, here on this pretty mystic vibe podcast, it is not a requirement to be an expert in fashion and culture because I absolutely am not. I like fashion. I like couture, but let's, let's, let's be 100% real. I came from the struggle. I have no idea what the fashion and the couture thing is to where it took me, um, quite amount of time to really be able to discern what was a quality product and what was not a quality product as far as when I'm buying my clothes. Really, it didn't really take that hard to discern, but really, um, getting into, uh, getting away from buying clothes that cost a lot less because it's lighter on my wallet and realizing at the end of the day, it's lighter on my wallet to go ahead and buy the quality clothes so that I'll be able to have them and love them. But that also goes with, for me and in my experience with my level of maturity, because I caught up, kept up with so many fashion trends, it really didn't seem feasible for me to um, invest money in classic styles, especially at that time when I wasn't feeling them. I wanted to look like everyone else. But now I really see the value of um, going with earth tones and going with solid colors and really using accessories to um, liven up that outfit and bring it to the next level and everything. But that's just the way that I operate. Like if your thing is still, because I still like paisley, I still like psychedelic colors and I still like the tie dyes and all of that other stuff. So it changes for me from period to period. So right now I'm on the scarf vibe and it's been working for me in a really special way, y'all. And I don't know. I I I got I just I got a guy that has been stepping up and um shout out to that one that has really been helping me to really learn how to polish that look. And what I've been doing is I, I just go into now here's the thing. I'm gonna tell you something. My daughter hurt my feelings a long time ago when she was a teenager. Well, not really, maybe about 10 years ago. 
she was a teenager and she looked over at me and she said, mom, you wear anything as long as it matched. And that kind of made me feel some type of way because I thought I was fly and I thought I was styling and I thought I was coordinating. So apparently, yeah, she was right. Now in hindsight, you know, even though that stung a little bit, it was some truth that I had to really swallow. Now at the time I didn't receive it because I thought she, she don't know what time it was. And you know what? Possibly she still didn't because I was feeling what I had on at that particular moment. So the heck with all of that. Today, however, I do realize that there's a subtle way of being able to bring different patterns with colors and match them up just so that it makes an outfit pop in a special way. I still don't know how it is done. I just, um, I don't, it's intuitive. And so when I go into the closet and I'm wearing an outfit, I'll just go and I'll get on my, um, my scarf rack and I'll just reach for a scarf and it is something just, I don't know. It just illuminates itself and I'll put it right with that outfit. And I'm like, wow, I never even thought that putting this together was going to bring this out like this whole nother level to it. Like I'm just, I, I've just gotten so gangster with it and I don't know. And maybe it's in my own mind and maybe ain't nobody feeling it but me. But I got to tell you, I am absolutely feeling it and I'm in a good place with it. So, yeah, I'm going to continue to rock with that. That's my scarf game story. I'm definitely, definitely going to dedicate a whole show to the scarf game. Absolutely. Did you see American Gods yet? I finally got to see the new season and it looks like they got some new black goddesses on there. Well, they already had um, Bilquist. That's what they call it, Bilquist. And according, um, so, so I dug a little bit deeper and everything. That goddess queen Sheba, that's one of the energies for me, right? And so I was just really excited about that. But this other one, I heard someone say that this was a Oshun um energy, but it doesn't seem to be a love goddess energy from what I've seen. So maybe I need to see, cause I only saw one episode so far. Um, so I, I'll go back down there and check out the fire stick, find out what, you know, what's going on as I watch it. And maybe I can really discern, um, what goddess this is supposed to be showing up to be, because right now it doesn't look like that's an Oshun energy to me. This Lord, you know what I'm saying? She bashing niggas heads in and whatnot. You know, I don't, I don't know how that was Oshunish, but, uh, you know, so just give me some time. Let me see what I see. You know what I'm saying? Because see, you know, it doesn't mean that that individual was right. See what's for them is for them. And so, and if that's how they saw it, and if that's um, a way that they work with that particular energy, then they probably saw it that way. And so I ain't got nothing to say about that. But see, I just, I see things a little bit differently. And sometimes I'll look at some of the books that I read and doing some of the research and they'll tell me that, you know, this energy is that, and it's just not true for me. I don't know. It just doesn't work that way for me. And, and, and that's cool. And this doesn't mean that you know, they're wrong and I'm right or vice versa. It just means that we just, we, we experience it differently. And that's just how that goes, you know, but definitely check out that American gods. They took the one dude off of there who was really, and I forgot about that shit. Oh, I can't remember who he was, but he was a, um, he was a black god on there and he was on the slave ship and he was really dropping a lot of information on the history and really going back to some of that stuff that I was talking about, how there's power in your 
anger and how you need to use that towards working on the goals. Now, I don't know for sure because it's been quite some time. If he was talking about using it to take a motherfucker out or some shit like that, I don't know for sure if that's where he was at. But where I was coming from was like not on that whole type of thing because that's going to take you into a spiritual space that I know I don't want to be in, right? But what I can do is I can take that anger and kind of move it because anger or emotions really charge the energy up. And so taking that anger, there's power in it, and charging your intention with it is some serious gangster work right there. So that's just something to think about. The other thing that I wanted to make sure that everybody, especially with all these new strains of the coronavirus, I, you know what, in my humble opinion, I really believe that we can hold the expectation um, that there will be different strains of the virus going around um, periodically um, just because this is the nature of the beast. And you're starting to see how that that goes about. And this is where uh, many people are concerned about getting this vaccination just yet, if we have all of these mutations that'll prove the vaccination ineffective, then what would be the purpose of getting this vaccination and it's giving folks headaches and it's making them sick and break out in hives, potentially. Not everyone, not saying that there's everyone before I get a great big ass CDC stamp on this bitch, but no shade to the game on that. However, This is what's happening. This is what the reality is. And so, you know, it's just, it's just something to consider at this point when you come up with a foolproof bullet and then maybe people will feel a little bit better, but, and you know, and, 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 and also, uh, the history connected to folks in the African diaspora and, um, the medical community, you know, is, is a little shaky and that trust is, 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 is just a little wonky right there. So there's some work that needs to be done on that. If the intention is really solid, if the intention is righteous, then things will fall in line the way they're supposed to. So make no mistake about it. Um, but that's all I got with that. And I've been really doing some powerful work with numerology and it has been opening up in some really enlightening ways for me and i just been really um studying the energy essence of numbers right i'm an energy person i just need to really be able to understand and experience the energy so i really immerse myself in the the energy of the numbers and everything and i think that maybe even for um a bit for some of these shows. I want to really like dive deep into some of the numbers of the show and that'll really give me an opportunity because otherwise I probably will do it scantily um, to really dive deep on one particular number and just really dive deep on the energy of it and really how we can maximize and how we can really empower our lives with that whole number energy and everything. So, um, it's getting gangster. I'm really coming into some serious, powerful information. And then I'm picking up themes too, right? So I'm noticing, like, say I was born in the year of 1975, and then you add up 1975 and you get 22. 
And so those individuals in the year of 1975 are holding that 22, that master builder energy. And then look at what the number two, that energy that it holds is balance about union. It's a receptive energy. And then um, the challenge with that is um, balance and cooperation and, and, and what and how that shows up in individuals that's, that's born up under that year. And you can start seeing those in different themes in different years on how that shows up for different individuals and everything. It's just really, really gangster ass work that I don't have enough information to really um, speak too much about it besides on um, some understandings that I got. It's really opened up um, my oracle readings, my divinations. It's just really opened up. It's just started some shit to a next level. So now I'm feeling like super empowered right about now to um, really take off with some understanding on some deeper levels. So I'm excited, excited. And then I was... um visiting some old man I ran into some cats that I ain't seen in a while and on their person they had a little bit of reefer to smoke now smoking reefer no longer serves me and I don't see anything wrong with it they gave me a little bit of reefer and I said oh no 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 because it looked like he was feeling pretty nice with it but I also know where I was with it. And I also knew that um I may not be able to tolerate it as well as them. So then I had to go back into the old stash and pull out my old recipe for reefer cut. And if you don't know what, let me tell you what reefer cut is. I call it reefer cut. Reefer cut was come up. Well, I come up with it when I got some reefer that was extremely potent. And I thought to myself, what the hell did I just buy? And they told me this was reefer that was called, what was this? It was called loud. And I didn't think I wanted anything to do with that. But what I thought about that, I sat with that for a minute and decided to try some herbs to help and taking the edge off of it. See, because when I was using that, when I when I smoked a bowl of that reefer, it made me gap-minded. That's what it did. It, I had gaps in my thoughts. I was, you know what I'm saying? It, it turned you into what they call the stoner, where, you know, where, where it saps all of your intelligence, you know. So it's supposed to see when I was a big smoker, it would enhance my creativity. I was thinking all outside of the box. It put me in a nice place and everything. And then the game changed where they started making the weed smell funny, like skunk. And I know that, um, that you know, some people say they spray chemicals on it. And it's a different way. It's a different process that they're using to make the strength a little bit more stronger. I can respect that. Ain't no hate on that shit. You know what I'm saying? It just don't work for me. And so this is why I had to come up with reefer cut. And so I was putting um, some herbs together, not like Brother Panic's herbs. That's a whole nother other, even though that, but his herbs are some good reefer cut. Um, Put them together. I was putting together, you know, just a blend of herbs like kava, mugwort, uh, colt's foot, you know, maybe a little bay leaf. And it was bringing it together and it was enhancing it. It didn't cut away from the buzz. It enhanced the buzz. It brought it to a space that I wanted to be in. So it took away the stupidity stoner foghead buzz and it, it shifted it into 
a more relaxed, thoughtful type of buzz. It was a wonderful, wonderful solution. And so with that, I was blending herbs and started looking into different type of herbal blends. And we can talk all about the herbal blends. And I can tell you how to make some reefer cut real quick. You take your reefer, you break it all up, and then you get you some mugwort. You get you some colt's foot. And you get you maybe some bay leaves or some nettle, whatever you like. If you, you like kava, that's another one that's going to help to enhance that relaxation process and everything. And you mix that with your reefer and it'll cut your reefer. And it will have your reefer lasted for a much, much longer time. So it's going to stretch your reefer out just a little bit longer and it's going to shift the direction of the buzz in your reefer. And I'm here to tell you reefer cut is one of the best things going on um, for those individuals that's into uh, smoking the reefer, especially those cats that use those blunts and shit like that. I don't know how y'all do it, but rock on y'all. Um, get you some of that reefer cut though. Definitely get you some of that reefer cut and, um, put that in there, stretch your weed out and really get you a powerful, enlightened smoking experience with this reefer cut right here. So that's definitely, and that's all a part of me navigating my niggatry because navigating niggatry for me, in my opinion, this, when I call it navigating my niggatry and for me, the niggatry is the things that I do that don't serve me and how I make uh, and navigating it, I make modifications for those things that don't serve me. So in navigating niggatry, reefer cut came about because, yes, I knew that reefer wasn't serving me because it was making me stoned. And I was, you know what I'm saying? It was it was it was killing my thoughts. And then I also had some reefer that had me sitting on the couch and I couldn't even get the hell up off of the couch and everything for at least like a half an hour and everything. And I didn't I didn't want that. And this is the reason why it stopped really working out for me. And I had to just like stick to, you know, small amounts of edibles and whatnot, because, you know what I'm saying? The reefer and it wasn't serving my respiratory system. So we got a whole bunch of reasons why to not do it, but I was coming up with every reason how I could still do it and make it serve me. And that is how you navigate niggatry. And with this family and with this came about my reefer cut and the wine cuts that I have, because I also started noticing that too much alcohol wasn't serving me. And I started this a long time ago. And this was before I even knew the, um, um, uh, the science on that. And, and, and dudes used to think that I could drink like a man. How about that? What type of foolishness is that? I ain't built like that, but they thought that I could drink like a man because at that time I was drinking vodka and I would drink and they would pour it in the glass and I would always have vodka and I would combine it with spring water and I was drinking it and I would have put ice cubes with it and this and that, or I would get sparkling water with it. And, you know, and, um, after, um, after a while, I just keep continuing to cut it <laughs> with the water, with the spring water, with the water, with the spring water. So it appears that I am knocking them back when in reality, I am diluting it more and more and more and more navigating my niggotry in a powerful way. 
So there's many ways that we can navigate niggatry, right? Navigate niggatry can go through anger or any type of other vices or any type of other things that don't serve you. If you um, look out the window and you see your significant other engaged in a conversation with a person of the opposite sex and you are one of those people with explosive tempers and you go into the bathroom, you splash some cold water on your face and you decide that you're going to go out there anyway and address that situation, you, friend, have navigated your niggatry. How have you done so? Because even though it is some niggatry to get out there on some swole stuff on something you know absolutely nothing about, you did navigate it by throwing some cold water on your face, recalibrating yourself, and seeing about it was not so much of a charge of energy. Now, regardless of whether or not it was out of pocket or not, you still were able to navigate your niggatry. So give yourself a pat on the back for navigating that niggatry. Absolutely, family. And when you go and you play that lottery and all you got is $50 in your pocket and you decide that you go take 10 of those dollars and play just $10 worth of numbers and keep your $40 in your pocket, knowing that that other $40 is itching, but you stood strong and you put that $40 in your pocket and you played $10 with that and put your best and strongest intention and maybe perhaps you even started visualizing, started making plans for the winnings of that money. What you have done my friend has navigated your niggatry. That is exactly what you've done. Absolutely. And we all do it. We all do it. We all navigate niggatry. Let's not get it twisted and act like you were cut above somebody because if you don't navigate drinking, smoking, gambling, anger, whatever it is, oh, it's something out there because that's all a part of the human experience. So let's not Get it twisted. Let's be real. Let's let's heal so that let's be real so that we can heal. Oh, shut up. Can somebody cut me a record deal? But when you navigate niggatry, sometimes it's not always well received, especially for cats that are trying. Mm, that trying word. There I go. Doing their best. To come out of conditions that don't serve them. And the support system that you had when you were in the condition that didn't serve you. Why they may not be so supportive of you climbing up out of the condition that you were in with them. So when you're navigating your niggatry, it's frowned upon for you being weak or you not being true to this. But I will encourage that you stay strong in navigating that niggatry because this was an experience that I have had. And what I had to do in those particular situations, because like I said, let's get it real. Make no mistake about it. I came from the struggle. And I was right in the middle of the madness. I was the main one at the bar 
on the scene, passing the spliff, all of that other stuff. That was me. That was me. And then I looked up one day and said, oh my God, my kids are going to be just like me. Oh, I don't know why I thought there was something wrong with me, but, and I knew that I wanted different for my children. So I had to give an example. So with that, I had to navigate my niggotry so that I can get myself into a position where I can show them that coming up out of this condition and still continuing to be connected to it is still a possibility. Let's talk about how you can do that. Navigating niggas. Number one, we got to have love for the haters. That's number one. Number one. Well, let's not say we, because see, I can't speak for everybody else. Here's what worked for me. Number one, I had to have love for the haters, right? Because if I did not have love for the haters, it would have totally, totally stole my joy. Have you ever seen people that are trying to go to school, get educated, get a better job, get a promotion, do something different? And they got the haters hawking and they spend so much time spinning on how the haters is hawking. They start destroying relationships for people that may be a little bit of, may be a little uncomfortable with the changes that you're making, but by no means does it have anything to do with you. So that's the other part that I had to really recognize in all of that part and in, in, in all of that. Ah, lost the word. In all of the transition that I was bringing into my life, that I had some friends in my circle that really didn't know some people in my circle because it was not just friends, it was relatives, it was just people in my circle that didn't really know what to do with that. How to deal with that information. How to, how to, what, what. Like we, we didn't, you know, like our relationship was about kicking it and, 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 um, sitting around firing up the grill, knocking back a couple drinks and smoking ale and talking about what was happening in the hood. So, you know, what was, was, was what some folks is encouraging you, cheering you on and giving you any information that they have, be it useful or not. And I love those people. So shout out to them, the supporters. But you're going to have those individuals and it does not mean that they don't love you. It has nothing, nothing to do with you, love. Nothing, nothing. I know it feels like it, but it has nothing to do with you. See, where the, where the thing is that I really started noticing is that when you start doing things that's uncomfortable to them, how they feel about it projects onto you. So you're doing something that's stepping outside of the comfort zone. They're not so confident that they may be able to do that. Or they feel like it could be a challenge for them. So they start feeling some type of way because they're not able to do that at this particular time. But it's something that's tugging at them. 
And this is where the anger comes from. That feeling of powerlessness, that feeling of I'm going to be left behind, that feeling of I don't think that I'll be able to do the same. Because then on the other end, you get those individuals and these people, shut up if you say they are, they are not haters. You stop that shit. These are people that are inspired by your success and they see you moving up and they see you doing great and they might give you a side eye for a second there, but then they turn around and they do that shit too. Oh yeah, maybe so what? But guess what you did? The greater good by encouraging, by encouraging, by inspiring people to become their greatest version, to rise up, to make a move, to do the damn thing. That's what you just did for somebody. Mm. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Not a thing at all. So be encouraged because see, sometimes you got to realize that when you get in shady reception, that you're probably doing something right. Because anytime you're doing something that's going to get you to the next level, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. Absolutely. And also... When you're going through, when I'm going through, dealing with a lot of the baggage that I've picked up on my journey, and I still continue to navigate that niggotry, I don't feel that I'm selling out. I'm I'm being two-faced. I'm on some different shit. I I see it for me. Now, some folks can see it that way, and that's cool, and you're free to do it how you do. But me, I see it as having that ability to be able to deal on an interdimensional level. See, now I can go in here and I can go into a a corporate situation, uh, um society type of event a gala and i can also go to the trap house and sit at one of these parties and kick it with the homies from the corner just as well see it it makes no difference and i think that in my humble opinion the cats that are able to do that are the most gangster oh indeed they are indeed they are because you can make it on any type of dimension regardless of what in the hell's going on you can make it there because the strong is the ones that survive and that doesn't mean that you're being phony and it doesn't mean you can't be a person that's being phony if this is what your roots are you being exposed to something new and to something different means that you're expanding in your consciousness. Do please, please do not allow somebody to tell you either you back here or you up here, but you damn sure can't be in the middle because you absolutely can. There is a way to navigate your niggotry. Get yourself some reefer cut. Get yourself some spring water. Get plenty of it in your life. Learn about how to heal yourself. Utilize cooperation and balance 
in your regimen, in your life. And learn to navigate that niggatry, family. Be swell. Be well. Peace and light. Peace and love.